1: Now, to show our gratitude, we're not going to be like the other guys and jerk you around and bullshit you. We're going to tell you the truth. Shane Douglas is
2: the man who ignites the new flame of the sport of professional wrestling. The era of the franchise. The era... Of the E sea Home Ghost, don't ever let me go
1: more than word. Oh my god! I ever
2: needed you to show This is the Queen of Extreme Freight scene and the franchise Shane Douglas. Will you want the lowdown on professional wrestling, get it right here at this podcast, Extreme Three-Way Dance. <laughs>
0: Northside Connection Podcast Network, welcome back to the most extreme to a violence you'll ever experience on the extreme three-way dance. I am JT. That's Matt. That's Jenny. How you guys doing? I, I'm extreme.
1: extreme. Extreme. i extremely extreme. Yeah. More extreme than I've ever been.
0: Okay. Very good. Very good. Yeah. What do we got for shirts tonight? We got ECW. What do you got, Matt? Uh, I have
1: uh, CBGBs, which is a, oh. uh, a punk club in New York City. Or okay. used to be. Used to be there.
0: I got my original Tony Luke's shirt mm. bought right down the street from the ECW arena in Philadelphia Wow! Area, so nice. Authentic.
2: Humble brag. Shout out.
0: Okay. Best cheesesteaks that I've found
2: oh. down there. So anyway. I need to silence my phone. Okay, do that. We're kicking off
0: 1998 here on the extreme three-way dance exciting another new year guys mm-hmm. uh, you know mm-hmm. we kind of put the bow on 97 our last episode um but it's always exciting to kick off something new here for sure and we're going to dive right in with the january 3rd 1998 episode of ecw television we open with fubi saito from a japanese pro wrestling magazine welcomes ecw to japan officially and just like last year, I believe, uh, to kick the year off, that's who we're going to be here tonight. Mm-hmm. We get our opening animation informing us tonight. We see action from Karkin Hall. We get B-roll of downtown Tokyo as Joey then joins us from the nest and sets up the night ahead, which will feature highlights of ECW's joint tour with FMW across Japan. Joey says Anita and Heyman are meeting as we speak, and that is living dangerously. We then, say hey- we then see Heyman and Anita agree to something, and we get kind of an Apollo Rocky handshake. And then a bunch of press <laughs> take pictures of them. Was, I was very confused in this opening. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah. This is one of those times where I feel like they weren't completely clear what was going on. Like, Joey's mm-hmm. kind of going 100 miles an hour. I couldn't really hear him say what they were talking about. Then they're shaking hands. Is this to set up the tour? Is it something on top of the tour? I think we'll find out later. It's, you know, guys coming in back to America, I guess. But it's mm-hmm. very kind of convoluted start, I thought.
2: I was pretty confused by all of it. I mean... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it it looks important, you know. So I'm like, okay, ECW is doing big things. You know, they're yeah. uh, they're truly worldwide now. It seems to be growing a ton. But yeah, I mean, as far as what is actually occurring, no idea.
1: Yeah, I, I was under the impression it was going to be like some sort of working relationship agreement type of thing. But right. I mean, they, they don't they don't really mention it. So but for now, we have just a handshake. So <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll see where that handshake. goes. Uh, all
0: right. Uh, we then go to a concourse where Fonzie and Sabu are. Sabu's jaw is still taped. Fonzie's in a suit, which always looks weird. Uh, Fonzie <laughs> rants about Sandman and how Sabu's the king and the lord of the hardcores and how they broke in Sandman's back. They burned him and now Sandman's followed him to Tokyo. But Sabu's already been here 140 times. It's his hometown and Sandman's going to get his ass kicked. The only way Sandman's going home is in a box. Uh, That's a really good Fonzie promo. We then cut to Sandman standing outside a dressing room. Uh, He's got a smoke. He says he's had more injuries against Sabu, but that's why he likes fighting him. And tonight they'll take Tokyo to the extreme. And he loves this business, Matt, which is this little uh, piece of business here by both guys.
1: Yeah, I thought this was uh, pretty well done. I, I like you. I can't get over Fonzie in a suit. He looks very like he, that man has a body that is not meant for a suit. It just no, does. not at all. Or at least get a suit that fits you like shop the kid sizes or something. Jesus yeah. Christ. And uh, yeah, uh, I thought Sandman looked great as always. Sandman is basically ECW in a nutshell with the cigarette. And uh, I love that there was that handwritten sign behind him, too. I don't remember what it said, but it was handwritten in like permanent marker or something. It was just just very ramshackle. And it worked. So I, I yes. thought this was very well done.
2: It's a chalkboard that says oh, chalkboard. ECW dressing room. <laughs> that's
1: that's what it was, yes.
2: But the Fonzie, he actually did it was a good promo. It was um, a good promo. Yeah. He was looking at yeah. the wrong camera sometimes. So that like take away from it a little bit, but it was good for him, which is a lot for me to say cuz normally <laughs> I just I'm not doing that. But Sabu, now he can wear a suit. Um, making Fonzie look even worse in <laughs> his J.C. Penny special, um, but I love the black and white Sandman, and yes. uh, I love this business too, Sandman.
0: All right, Tommy Dreamer is narrating a Desperado video package about his relationship with Funk, Terry Funk, that is, and said he wasn't supposed to go on this tour, but Terry called him and told him to go because Terry wanted to tell him something very important. And he believes Funk is the best wrestler of all time. He fathered him in the sport and taught him to be himself. So when he told Tommy to go to Japan, he had no choice. They traveled they wrestled together and had each other's backs. He thought he knew what Terry wanted to tell him. And he knows he watches ECW. And Sometimes we need the Funker around, but Terry said he wasn't going to do it. So Tommy had to come full circle, and on the last night of the tour, Terry told him the secret of life. No matter what life throws at you, you have to believe in what you're doing and have passion. Tommy learned the lesson that he has to have heart and Terry will always be in his. Um, so I again like like this is a good concept, but a really odd delivery. Like it felt like the end of a teen movie, like like American Pie, like narrating where like they were all going. Like it was just really weird. It was like he was talking about the lesson he learned at summer camp. And now he's coming home from school, and the person he met at camp... Like, it was just very odd, the way he had narrated it. Um, and also interesting was zero mention of the big retirement we just went through <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, three months ago. That was a big part of ECW TV there for a bit, but uh, no mention of that at all, Jenny. But what would you think of Tommy's uh, monologue here at the end of summer camp?
2: It didn't even sound like Tommy, because I'm yeah, like... Yeah, it was
0: weird. Yeah. I'm
2: like, what? Like, none of... It just the voice was off the delivery everything we've ha- we've heard tommy dreamer talk about terry funk for fucking right. four years now like <laughs> yeah. we know we all know and uh, uh, why weren't you going to go to japan like i it just there was just so many questions and also what the hell he just retired but i mean i guess it makes sense to ignore a uh, terry funk retirement because he seems to <laughs>
1: yeah
0: well and he's active in the doef right now right like he's, I was gonna he's gonna wrestling yeah. regularly so he must this must be a tour they let him do or whatever um so they play it up because it's funk and who cares but yeah it's the whole thing just felt a little off. I, I don't know. I just it, it felt like a Mrs. Robinson thing. Like he had like this special <laughs> summer with like this older woman and oh he's like God. talking about what he you know, yeah. she made a man like that's what it sounds like. He's narrating like and Finch finally know, got with Stifler's mom. Yeah, she taught me oh how, how to God. love and this was the greatest summer of my life. Like that's what it felt <laughs> like.
2: <laughs> Maybe it's just to highlight the um the Japanese Influence of EC yeah I,
0: again I think I think the intent was fine but the production yeah. Yeah. side of it was very weird like it just like you said it didn't sound like Tommy like I don't know it could have been better ways to do it than what they did where it's like Tommy's not like a
1: soulful reader like he shouldn't be just narrating like wistfully you know. See, to me, this didn't feel like summer camp. This almost felt like Terry Funk died. And died, this It was like, yes, was like a it. eulogy or something. It was just super weird and somber. You had that great value desperado music playing in the background. <laughs> yeah. It's just, this was very weird. And... I mean, Funk has a lot of ties to Japan, so I'm wondering if that had something to do with it. Oh, too. yeah. They yeah. wanted to mention Funk on the Japan episode, but man, this is just super weird. And especially with Funk being in the WWF at this point and retiring three months ago, it's just just a super. It almost felt like they just threw it on there just for the sake of filling time. Just just a super weird package.
2: Super weird. package. <sighs> Very weird. <laughs> All right, I had just...
1: a dollar for every time I heard that. <laughs> joey's
0: back in the nest he says the fmw ring was damaged by a bomb and they're taking the ajpw women's ring but the rope snapped so the main event is delayed so we're going to show some clips instead of a tour which included fmw zen and ecw athletes and we'll know more about them in the weeks to come and we're seeing clips and joey's kind of naming them as we go we see onita we see the gladiator uh we see mike awesome we see Wing kanemura masato tanaka and Paul's vowed to bring Tanaka to ECW in 1998. We then get highlights of all the action from the tour, featuring stars of the companies, uh, wildly violent spots, the exploding ring. We get extended highlights of a match featuring the Dudleys, Terry Funk, Mike Awesome, and Tommy Dreamer. Awesome crushes Dreamer with a powerbomb through a table. Just uh, a very long sequence of highlights. Uh, it was a good showcase, so all, co- all sorts of crazy spots. A really good way to introduce these guys, like, you know, I can just picture if you're watching ECW television in Philly and you hadn't seen much of FMW or Zen or whatever, and all of a sudden you're seeing this crazy nonsense going on. It's a good way to to cross promote for sure. Um the Tanaka awesome clips are great. Of course, we'll plenty of that to come. And then Onita Kanemura Exploding Ring match. We saw the highlights of that too, Matt. So
1: what do you think is a little
0: promo package.
1: Yeah, I, I thought this was really well done. I mean, if if you're, you've are you never heard of FMW or don't know anything about it, this is a great way to showcase just everybody that's there, the type of matches they do, and mm-hmm. just how fucking insane some of the stuff they do is with, like you said, awesome Tanaka. That stuff is great, and we're going to become very accustomed to that in short order. Uh, the exploding ring matches. I mean, all, these, all this stuff is out there. You can easily find it. So, I mean, definitely give it a look if you haven't, because it's... Some of the stuff they do is fucking wild. But for our purposes here, yeah. This was really well done and kind of wild that they're showing this on a, on an episode of ECW. So, yeah, really cool stuff here, Jenny.
2: An exploding deathmatch? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. I'm going need, gonna to need some more footage of that. Like, that was amazing. <laughs> um, it's really hard to, like, not go into a whole, like, YouTube <laughs> <laughs> um, whole uh, watching this stuff. It's incredible. Um I really loved being introduced to all the wrestlers. Some I needed that, you know, because mm-hmm. I didn't know. And um, it's really cool seeing the shots and how the Japanese crowds react to some of this stuff is interesting to me, too. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, Jenny, you need to watch Mill Mildew's anniversary episode or something of like this. You need to watch Strangle Mania, uh, the Insane Clown Posse home video
1: for IWA <laughs> Japan. Have you ever seen that, Matt? I might have at one point. I know I watched a bunch of I C P stuff like when I was in high school. There's a chance I may have seen it at some point, but I don't remember it's it if basically I think they got
0: like the death tournament from Japan on it and like but they're doing stuff on the tape too. It's mm. it's worth a check out for sure. But Where's that I think at? I think there's some exploding death. I don't know, we'll have to find it. I'm sure it's what? out there somewhere. Luckily I uh, was roommates in college with a big time ICP slash ECW mark. So I was able to
1: see a lot of this stuff. I was going to, I feel like that's a pretty big crossover
0: ICP and ECW. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. Uh, My bigger regret in college is not going to the ICP concert with him. I was like too afraid, Uh, but it was in (laughs) Worcester at the Palladium. And I'm like, we were down the street and he went, he came home, just drenched in fago And And I'm like, I really wish I went. I'm like that. It was the very time to go, too. It was like 19. I'm like, what else am I going to fucking do? Like, mm-hmm. on this right. Friday night, I just... Big regret of mine not to go one time. I'm too old now. I can never do it. I was going to say, you could still go. No, you could definitely go. still go. But that was the peak. They're all like,
2: old, too. All those people that I were... I know, right, but to actually.
0: not go in 1999 when they were, like, right. really over the top would have been the time to do it. Anyway, uh, Joey's in the nest. He said the ring is fixed, so it's time for our main event, which is Sabu taking on Sandman. Uh, the brutal feud rolling on in front of a new crowd, Sandman staunches out with his butt. Just a great vibe. The fans are rocking, including one with a mask on his mouth, which uh caught my attention <laughs> given current times. He had a, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and I know that was a thing like that side of the world, uh, for many years, but this is caught me off guard because it was like. In a way, it felt like a time traveler was back watching it. Like, that's what it felt <laughs> in the moment to me. Because no one else had one on. And there he is, like, in the spot with the, the mask Patient, on. Patient zero. He do. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, after a break, Sabu and Fonzie are in the ring. The crowd's bumping during the intro. Sandman swings a cane at Fonzie. Sabu takes him down, batters him with a cane to the head and the gut. Sandman ducks a shot, hits a flying clothesline, knocks Sabu to the floor. Sandman yanks Sabu back in, as Joey reminds us as Sabu is crazy, crazy glued his mouth shut and taped it up. Sabu hits a slingshot kick and knocks Sandman outside, flies into him with a slingshot somersault sent on. We get ECW a chance as Sabu tosses a table in the ring, goes to the top rope, and then jumps and slams it on Sandman's head, just a maniac. Back inside, Sabu slips on a chair and falls. Sandman knocks him to the floor. Sabu comes back, ends up with a tope into Sandman as Fonzie runs a distraction. Back inside, Sabu puts a ladder on Sandman's neck, runs him into the top turnbuckle and cracks him with the top rope leg drop for two. Sandman shoots Sabu into a standing ladder and tumbleweeds into him for a hammers away. Sandman suplexes Sabu into the ladder for two. Sabu pulls it down onto Sandman but doesn't slow him down as Sandman slams Sabu, puts a ladder on him and hits a slingshot senton for two. Sandman puts the ladder on Sabu again, he goes up top, hits another senton, loads Sabu on top, and hits Arana to a big pop for two. Sandman canes Sabu for a near fall, Sabu baseball side drop, kicks the ladder into Sandman while he's arguing with Fonzie. Back inside, Sabu puts a ladder on Sandman, hits a triple jump moonsault for two, gets a triple jump leg drop, but Sandman throws the ladder at Sabu's head. He elbows Sabu, hangs him on the top rope, and hits a guillotine leg drop. And a triple jump leg drop for two counts. Sabu drop kicks Sandman off the top. He gets hooked in the tree of woe, but a hanging outside the ropes and slips to the floor. Sabu puts Sandman on a table outside and flies into it with a triple jump somersault senton. The table doesn't break. Back inside, Sabu cracks Sandman in the head with a chair. Goes up top, flies off with a chair to the face. Sabu goes up again. He throws the ladder at Sandman, hits a leg drop, and finally wins the match. Uh, I a, a fun brawl, as usual, with these guys. The crowd was rocking. Uh, not as violent as usual, but still hit all their big spots. The feud continues on as Sabu wins yet again, and it continues to deliver. Uh, a really fun garbage match in a perfect setting for it, Jenny. I went three and a quarter on this.
2: I also did three and a quarter. I love the long intros at, for Sandman, and I, I just, it's, I'm gonna say a typical match for them, meaning you know, lots of Tables, ladders, and chairs, which I like. I like those smaller tables, too, that they have in this match. I don't know if y'all noticed that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's interesting because they're part of what I like about tables in a match is watching them set the tables up because it's very awkward and weird. But I like this because it was a little bit more <laughs> more maneuverable for them um, to be able to put the, the tables and stuff where they wanted. Um, too much whistling, too much whistling in this. I really liked um, what do you call it, Franken Sander? Um, <laughs> I think so. Huh? <laughs> I think that's what he ended up calling. I get so obsessed with what Joey calls things. Um, but I really liked that move by Sandman. So they basically just destroyed each other, and it was really fun, Maddie.
1: Yeah, this was a super fun brawl. I went three stars on it. Like you said, it, it was fairly standard by their uh, standards. That's a thing I just said. But it was still uh, it was still pretty good. Uh, yeah, just a really fun brawl. The atmosphere, I think, could have been better. I mean, they were kind of cry- quiet for parts of it, but I think that's just the Japanese crowd. <laughs> like they, they pop for the big spots and then they're quiet during the lulls. So it's kind of, it's interesting to see these two guys do their thing in that type of environment where it's not this manic chaotic nonstop sound with like the ECW arena or anything like that. So I, I thought that was interesting, but I, I felt this was kind of similar to the November to remember match. I, I like that one better. And that one was a lot more violent, but I, I do feel like near the end, they kind of lost the thread a little bit and they were just kind of trying to figure out what to do, just how to get home. Like they just start throwing <laughs> weapons at each other at one point. And it's like, all right, let's I'm, I'm going to throw a chair at you. Let's see where that goes. So I think that knocked it down a little bit for me, but I still think it was a super fun brawl. So I went uh, three stars on it.
2: Yeah, the the quietness in the crowd um like you said is sort of sporadic. Like
0: mm-hmm. yeah, it's not as constant as most Japanese to... matches, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a little right. bit more um yeah. A little more upbeat than normal, I feel. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Um, all right, so we have one last segment here before we wrap up this episode. Joey talks about a press conference in Northeast Japan where great Sasuke is talking about Just Incredible's attack on Mikey Whipwreck, who's now had knee surgery. Sasuke made it very clear he's coming back to ECW to get revenge. Uh, so, Jenny, quick thoughts on that?
2: Yes, I, I would encourage revenge on Just Incredible. Um, so, yeah, uh, it looks like they're going to make that into a whole thing, as they should. I, th- I think because we were all pretty shocked that incredible beat this guy. So um, good stuff. Interesting episode.
1: Yeah, it makes sense to have him come back. They kind of left it with uh, an unfinished business type of thing. And it's, you know, it's interesting that they're wrapping up the whole Mikey thing with Sasuke coming back. I thought that was a good touch so that he's he's going to fight on behalf of Mikey, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, this is good stuff. All right, let's get to our awards then for this
0: episode. Uh, best match. I went, uh, the only match we had, right. Sandman's. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. All right. So no worst match, obviously. Best moment. I, I just with the exploding ring, I guess. It's something we haven't really seen. Yeah.
2: Yes, I enjoyed that very much.
0: Uh, sock, uh, most 90s, uh, FMW. <laughs> That's yeah. That's, yep.
2: <laughs> really just like this. It looked like they're like, they were doing shots of like Tokyo and stuff, you know, showing you all that looked like all the footage just looked like it was nice. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. I mean, it feels like it was forever ago. Um, yep. Yeah.
0: The uh, stock rising, it went Fonzie, Dreamer, despite the thing, it was still, you
1: know, well enough done. <laughs> uh, Sandman and Sabu. Yeah, Yeah. I think I think that's. I mean, you you maybe could add some of the FMW guys, but I don't know. It's it's close because I feel like you may need to see more of them, but Mm -hmm. I think there's an argument there for them.
0: Uh, stuck falling. That's with Funk. I don't know. Kind of aggravated me with the whole retirement and him being on, but not really. (laughs) Like I get why they're using them, but no. It feels a little bit like F with Hogan, Mm. like. I feel like we're moving on. Every time we start to move on, we go back to him. And I right. get that he's like a legend, but the story ended fine. Like, mm-hmm. he came back, he got his title, we got on pay-per-view. He's kind of moved on. We've kind of moved on. Like, I feel like every time you bring him back, it feels like we're going back to 1995 or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. all right. Like, I think we're kind of just past that era. It would be like a Public Enemy came back. Like, it would be the same thing to me. Like, And maybe, I don't, I don't want to say Raven just yet, but even Raven, I feel like if he came back right now, like I feel like we keep evolving. Mm-hmm. And the more, if you keep bringing these guys back, it just kind of drags us back to where we were. I feel, even with the pit bulls a little bit that way right now, Like mm-hmm. it's like, all right, as much as I love these guys, they got us through a lot of cool shows and angles and matches. It's like, we're evolving and we're doing different stuff. And every time you bring these back, it feels like we're just going backwards sometimes.
2: Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It maybe it's to show like the continued growth of the promotion too. Like we we have we're new, but we have this history.
1: Right. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, I think it's just a funk thing too. I think it's like it's just Terry Funk. He
1: means so much to them
0: in ECW that they want to utilize him.
1: Yeah. Uh, the only thing I'll add to uh, falling is that suit off of Fonzie. <laughs>
2: yeah. What was that?
1: You froze for a minute,
0: but you're yeah, back. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. We just we, we vamped about Fonzie suit and okay. So you're good. <laughs> uh, final grade. I went six and a half out of ten. Again, I think this is one of those ones where if you're watching in the moment, it probably really was. It probably like might have been a ten out of ten because holy shit, this stuff is insane. Mm-hmm. And I think for us watching now, it's like whatever. Yep. We really it was like a probably one of a few episodes you could just miss to be fine, you know? Um, so yeah, six and a half for me.
1: Yeah. That's what I did. Six and a half.
2: Yeah. I did the six.
0: Okay. All right. Let's go forward to January 10th, 1998. Joey's in the ring in Queens. Now the crowd is rabid as always fires up their usual Philly sucks chant. Uh, we clip ahead to great Sasuke battling tiger mask. Sasuke hits the space flying tiger drop to a big pop outcome. Just incredible. And Jason, They stalk around the ring as Sasuke stares back and tells him to come fight. We get a loud Justin Asshole chant. Sasuke buries Jason with a plancha and some kicks while Credible runs away. Uh, Tiger Mask comes out with a tope into Sasuke, but Sasuke stays alive in the ring. Tiger Mask gets a flurry of near falls, eats a big super kick, a round kick to the back of the head, and finishes with a sick splash mountain bomb. Uh, Those are the best Sasuke looked. Uh, mm-hmm. nasty hard-hitting moving with purpose it was a hot star we didn't see the match really just mm-hmm. <clears throat> clips but i know this is way better than anything we've seen in sasuke so far in ecw uh, and joey says that sasuke incredible will have the rematch on january 10th uh so matt just highlights again but i dug this a lot it, it seemed exciting i don't know who was playing tiger mask here you know who was under it but mm-hmm. um i i enjoyed this again i think it's I was like, okay, where's this Sasuke been in the matches we've seen of him here? Right. Yeah. Been, I uh, Overshadowed I, by everyone else.
1: I think this is more along the lines of the Sasuke people talk about when people talk about great Sasuke where he's right. just fl- flying around the ring he's crushing him with kicks and that sick fucking power bomb to end this yeah i mean it, the credible matches have been good but i feel like they've been missing something and they've felt more like just incredible matches than they have great sasuke matches if that makes sense so uh, i'm hoping in the rematch that i'm assuming is coming uh, that it's more of a sasuke match and sasuke is able to showcase more of what he can do because like you said this was the best i think i'm right there with you this was the best he's looked so yeah this is a great way to kick off the show jenny
2: agreed and the crowd was eating it up as they usually do in this setting and uh, yeah it was just more of this please I, I need you know a lot more of this kind of stuff and and tying tying just incredible to all this is
0: just incredible <laughs> yeah uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I really want to see him get his ass kicked like i really do He has has a punchable
0: face, so. Extremely. The push is working. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's working. Mm -hmm. It's it's surprising that it's this hard out of game, right? Yeah. Uh, It looks like Yoshihiro Yamazaki was Tiger Mask at this point, so Mm -hmm. Tiger Mask four. So that's where we are in that history lineage. All right, more highlights from Queens. Our new champions are out for a big three-way. Uh, title defense as Lance Storm continues to try and join the triple threat. Francine's out with them, but Chris Candido says Shane Douglas isn't here tonight. Fran shit talks to the crowd. New Jack comes out and says Spike Dudley may be ugly, but tonight they're going to fuck some shit up. <laughs> Justin Credible comes out and uh, he's going to take on Pablo Marquez. Joey hypes up the Sasuke rematch. Again, this is all like, I'm just going to read through a bunch of shit. It's all like clips and highlights this episode. Mm-hmm. So uh, Justin incredible is all confidence with Jason. As always, the crowd is behind him. We get clips of Credible's big wins uh, and attacks as Jason's hyping them up. Jason brings out three hotties as a gift for his buddy. They're all fawning over him. The crowd wants some tits. Jason says he's only got three ladies because he knew Credible would be tired tonight. But Jason's going to bring out the sexiest woman on earth for himself. Nicole Bass. Mm. Jason notes uh, Nicole's from the Howard Stern show and the movie about Howard Stern. And Joey says, China who? Bass poses around the ring as Jason feels her up and hugs her. Jason shoves Pablo. Pablo hits him back, but Nicole Bass grabs him, spanks him, and crushes him with a delayed powerbomb. Jason tells Nicole she can go to the back with the other ladies. They have a hug and they grind. We get a Howard Stern chant. Credible demands that anyone from New York City that wants an ass-kicking can come get one, and Jason makes the same offer. All right, so we got more kind of of this flow, but let's pause here and talk about... Nicole Bass. Jenny, had you had any awareness of who Nicole Bass was prior to watching this, and was it because of wrestling, or did you know her from Howard Stern?
2: I knew her from Howard Stern. Okay. I I, I didn't think she was the sexiest woman alive, though. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but he, there's some Fall River 4s that he, he pulled up into <laughs> <Yeah>. the, <laughs> <he cleared laughs> the ring, and I was like, okay, and then Nicole Bass I'm like, okay, well, but Jason yeah. is fucking hilarious with
1: her. No. Yeah.
2: That shit this is what Jason needs to do Like this is his mm. Him being so creepy with her Was like fucking hilarious She was eating it up She was going along with it She was part of it And it was great I, I just fucking love this I, So dumb It's so dumb But I loved it
1: Yeah a, a Dumb is what I would say about it too <laughs> Like it's just You, you kind of wouldn't expect it That Jason goes after Nicole Bass and, I uh, love it I gotta be honest. I didn't realize Nicole Bass ever showed up in ECW. Oh yeah, <laughs> so well, that's, I, what they, that's what
0: they—that's why she gets noticed by Dirty uh, F. Is, is uh, apparently,
1: year. I didn't—I didn't know that. So uh, that was—that was quite a shock to me seeing Nicole Bass come out here. Uh, we want China. Uh, we have China at home. I'll say about this. <laughs> the um.
2: I thought she was great.
1: I'll be curious
0: how they present her. Like, if it comes yeah. off as like kind of using her, like in like. You know, this is a bad comp like Paul Varlins and others. They've right? kind of brought in here and been used and kind of mocked. I'm curious if like they're gonna present her that way on commentary is like kind of, you know, what she is, or are they gonna like actually treat her like a character and bring her in and present her strongly? So I'm curious how she's mm-hmm. presented in this run is what I'm trying to say. I just hope they don't use her to bring her in for like cheap shots. I guess <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Right. I
2: think they use her with Jason because he.
0: I meant pre- presentation-wise. There's going to be a lot okay. of mm-hmm. jokes at her expense. Like, she doesn't really realize what's going on kind of thing. You know what I mean? Right. Is, is it a joke be, on her or with her?
1: Is it going to be an extension of Howard Stern, basically?
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, because I feel like when she goes to WWF, it's brief. But she's presented strong there, actually. Right. Like, you yeah. know, it's a short run at the end of this stretch. But... I um...
2: didn't feel like it was... that they were... I didn't feel weird about it. I mean, I didn't get any of those weird vibes. So hopefully that continues.
0: Yeah. Hopefully it holds. All right. We clip ahead. The Dullies are having a violent fight with Spike and New Jack. Natural one killers is blaring as Bubba throws Spike off a balcony. Devon hits the top row. Blake drop on New Jack in the ring. as spike comes back with a chair and Bubba hammers him with a head. Dick comes out and drags Spike from the crowd into the ring apron and slugs on him. We clip the New Jack getting a stun gun on Devon, bashes him with a street sign. Bubba comes in and clubs New Jack with a small street sign to rough-sounding thud. Bubba murders Spike with a power bomb. They hit a double-team neckbreaker as Dick pounds Jack on the mat. Delis hit the 3D on New Jack for the win, and Dick chokes Sam Spike through a table on the floor. Cronus comes out and cleans house as we cut away. Again, we didn't see the match itself. It was just mainly clips, uh, but it's a lot of just, you know, the usual brawl fest that the Delis are building some momentum. So,
1: uh, Matt, what would you think of this? Fiasco. (laughs) Got (laughs) it. The chokes. Slam was rough. The power bomb was sick. Uh, there was one point Bubba just chucked him into a row of chairs and took out one of the guys in the crowd, which is hysterical to me. That spike just took him out. I thought that was fantastic. So, I mean, it, it was a fairly uh, standard brawl, and it's very interesting to see a brawl in that type of building, because that type of building is not meant for a brawl like that, so I thought that was pretty cool to see. But yeah, I, I mean, it was your fairly standard uh, Dudley's uh, uh, weapons brawl, Jenny.
2: Yeah, I mean, agreed. A standard for them. Bloody. I love watching Spike. Just mm-hmm. It's just fun. It really is. Um, and, and the crowd was eating it up. So, I mean, we didn't really get to rate it because it was just kind of clippy. But yeah. still, still fun stuff to watch.
0: All right. We get our opening animation pretty deep into the show here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lance Wright and Brockus are in the ring. We cut the Joey in the nest who reminds us Brockus is paid for by the WF. We'll see what he can do against a veteran in Paul Diamond. So, <laughs> Brockus versus Paul oh, Diamond. Oh,
2: veteran Paul Jesus. Diamond. Sure. Uh,
0: we've made mistakes. Streams have classic, crossed. You guys. Uh, Brockus power Sam's diamond right away, hooks him in a hanging full Nelson. Diamond gives up. Barely a squash. I mean, it's not even a move. Uh, but I think it was a good way to establish Brockus as a monster. Wright puts the a banner on Diamond as Taz's music fires up. Taz stomps to the ring to a pop. Jeff Jones says, Taz doesn't belong out here. He stammers and threatens him. Taz steps in the ring, but Jones keeps barking and slaps Taz, but Taz doesn't budge. Jones starts to slap him again, but he eats a T-bone instead. Brockus rips off his shirt. He stalks over to Taz, but Sabu and RVD come in and attack Taz as Brockus and Wright leave. Sabu and RVD double-team Taz as Fonzie's blowing the whistle. Sandman comes to make the save with the cane, but out come Furnace the LaFon. They take down Sandman. Tommy Dreamer comes out. Al Snow comes out. He cleans house with Ed to a pop. A really big acceleration for Snow. Uh, And again, this war carries on. I thought overall the segment was pretty fun. I like the way they weave through it. They're protecting Brocka still. I think they know he's going to be a shit show once he gets in the ring. Uh, So they're (laughs) protecting him as best as possible. Wright has this poor man's WF faction going on. Sabu and RVD still kind of loosely affiliated. Um, I don't know, Jane. What did you think of this whole thing?
2: I'm over the flag. I'm over the flag draping. Um, I, I don't want to do any more Team ECW and versus anybody else. I just don't want to. I like Al Snow. I like how over he is and everybody is obsessed with Al Snow all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, I enjoy that.
0: Massively over.
2: Yeah, and <sighs> poor Paul Diamond, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't I don't like it. I don't I don't know, Matt.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I went zero on the match. Brack is fucking sucks. He's terrible. Yeah. In, in a promotion where you got guys beating the piss out of each other with ladders and tables, a full Nelson as a finisher just ain't going to fucking work. I'm sorry. You know almost <laughs> It's just not going to fucking work. I thought the segment was good. I mean, uh, look, I've been over the Team WWF flag-draping stuff for a while. <laughs> the <Dastoria> flag, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, German, yeah. Uh, I've been <laughs> over that for a while. What? I didn't know you were German. God damn. We need the German word of the week now. With oh. Brockus being. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Can't that's help all, you there. That's it. <laughs> that's all you need to know.
1: If anybody's
0: German listening, uh, send <laughs> us a word.
1: Send us sports. a word every week.
0: I have heard a lot. So my same roommate who is into ICP and ECW is also big on the German Smurfs CDs. Have you ever heard Sorry. those? So. Is that, much, that sounds like a Rhode Island thing. It's pop songs <laughs> sung by the Smurfs in German.
1: This sounds why?
2: Bodily? Why? Uh, I'll try
0: also, to find why?
1: <laughs> Good God, he like loved them. He would order them like from Germany. Mine Smurfs, they called them.
0: Like pop pop songs from that era, like ninety nine, two 2000, 2001. But why Smurfs? Well, Smurfs are very big in Germany. That I know. Are they? Yes.
1: All right. Well, I guess everything's big somewhere. I, feel like I this is alert. No. No. <laughs> You okay. uh, bet your ass after this show, I'm going to Google German Smurfs yep. and probably on Bing and it's going to go real bad. Uh, but <laughs> this, this match, uh, I mean, the the, the the match was fine. Uh, the segment I thought was really well done, but I'm over the WWF stuff for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's just it feels like it's just really being hung on
1: for like super cheap heat. <laughs>
2: and <laughs> like, with stupid yeah. Lance yeah. Wright being the ringleader, fuck right. off of that shit. Yeah, no, thank you.
1: Like, if Cornette stuck, or stuck around or something, that would make sense to me. And Taz right?
2: keeps fucking with them. I'm like, why? Like, right, whatever.
1: All right,
0: let's move along. Joey's in the nest. Recap what we just saw where Dreamer, Sam, and Taz, and Snow all were in the ring together, and he says we're going to call them Team Extreme. We come back and Dreamer says Team Extreme wants to kick the shit out of Sabu, RVD, Furnace, and LaFond here tonight. Taz says he ain't part of nobody's team. He doesn't care who likes it. He does whatever he wants to do. And if he wants to take part in it, he'll show up. And if not, fuck you. And Taz storms off. Uh, What do you think of this potentially setting up this big match?
2: We all know he's going to show up. Why does he pretend like he's not going to show up? (laughs) He always
1: (laughs) pretends. (laughs) Right. Right.
2: Just stop saying that. It doesn't make any fucking sense anymore
1: now here's the thing uh, if the, if this is the end I'll be fine with it <laughs> if mm-hmm. this is the end because this, I, the way this was set up it kind of feels like it's maybe a blow off to this WWF right. ECW stuff so if that's the case then I'm all for it but we'll see blow it up more like it well that too But we'll see about that <laughs>
0: I want to get your confidence too high <laughs>
1: Maya ho, Maya ha ha, Maya hee, Maya hoo, Maya ho,
2: Maya ha
1: ha, Maya hee. literally so nice the song.
0: cds were all just like songs from the era sounded like that and he would get yeah. every one of them
1: you ever think of the path that leads you to certain moments in your life <laughs>
2: yeah. every, day, every day I like
1: this was your college experience was like listen to this
2: was yep. was, she, was your college roommate a big pothead
0: no he team. is a big NBA fan. That was my he co hosts the NBA team podcast on the oh, Well,
2: yeah. Okay. There you
0: go. Mr. Adam Murray, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right. Uh, where the fuck are we? Joey's on the nest. He says Fonzie's accepted the challenge for Team Titan to take on Team Extreme. Joey then reveals our next pay per view Living Dangerously on March 1st, 1998. After break, we get a clip of an insane New Jack balcony dive through Devon on a table at a show in Indianapolis. Joey says the ECW is taking over the world. He then hypes up Living Dangerously, says Time Warner has agreed to carry the show, he thanks the fans and says keep driving the revolution. So, send your facts,
2: Joey Styles says. Mm-hmm. Get mm-hmm.
0: your emails in today, yep. right? Today, mm-hmm. don't waste a minute. That brings us to our big match as Team Extreme takes on Team Titan. We head down to Tommy, Sam, and Beulah stalking to the ring. Crowd is buzzing. Al Snow's out. Crowd is insane for him and Head. Fonzie then brings out Team Extreme. Joey Soons, Vince McMahon, has some stooges in the house tonight. Of course he does. Fonzie trolls Team Extreme about Taz not coming out. Says he's not a team player. Calls him a piece of shit. A loser and a selfish son of a bitch. That does the trick. Out comes Taz. The bell rings and the brawls on with everyone pairing off and going to war. Taz and Sabu end up in the ring. They trade spots. Taz hits a head and arm suplex that takes him back outside. In comes salmon and RVD. They fight until Salmon gets a top rope Rana and a slingshot leg drop. Taz and Sabu continue to battle outside as RVD power Sam Sandman. Heads up top and hits a sidekick. Dreamer's in, takes out RVD from behind. Sabu and Fonzie set up a table bridge as Dreamer puts RVD in the tree of woe. Drop kicks a chair into his face after crotching him. Furnace sneaks in with the belly-to-belly on Tommy, but Snow comes in and hits him until Lafon saves. Snow fights him off. Sandman takes a nasty chair shot to the face from Sabu outside. Snow hits a snake eyes on Lafon to counter a monkey flip. Everyone else is brawling on the floor. Sabu puts Sandman through a table bridge with a triple jump leg drop, and the building is just bursting. Sabu comes back in, hits a triple jump plancha into Tommy in the crowd. RVD, Furnace of the fawn. work over Sandman in the ring. They keep Taz at bay. Taz wants to tag in for some reason, as Joey says he's a traditionalist, and he wants a legal tag. <laughs> this, this is like... To him saying he's not gonna show up, show up is fine. This is like where he gets kind of stupid with Taz for me. Like he does all this other fucking
1: shit, mm-hmm. and right
0: now he won't. He wants a tag suddenly. Um, the assault on Sandman carries on with some hard-hitting offense. Dreamer gets in on as well. Taz is still standing for the tag, but he's catching strays. Taz finally gets the tag. He runs through all four guys, shakes off a chair shot from Sabu. He's a maniac throwing everyone around. Taz gets a Taz mission on Sabu. Alchemy, Brockus, and Wright. Brockus uh, gets involved in Taz's brawl. The entire locker room empties out. Wright and Brockus slip free. They head out as Joey says Vince wouldn't want to fight for free. This fight for free. Brockus and Taz. It's a dream match. <laughs> Beulah gets to the ring. Fonzie clotheslines her. Beulah no-sells. It kicks Fonzie in the balls. DDTs him. Sabu hits her with a clothesline. Furnace and the fond. Grab Beulah. So, uh, Snow makes a save with some headshots and rolls up Furnace for the win. And a pretty big moment for Snow to uh, get the winning pinfall in this brawl here. A uh, wild match. So chaotic vibe and flow, of pure hate the whole time. Uh, never felt overwhelming. The crowd was awesome. Taz again suddenly caring about tagging was weird, uh, but him getting the hot tag was awesome. So what do I know? Uh, the post match was great too. ECW is so good at building up these random dudes as threats. Like, Brockus looks like a fucking star. He's done nothing. Snow looks like a, the biggest face in history. The rocket pushes on. Mm-hmm. Uh it's so good at doing the right thing and it helps that they have a very forgiving crowd that loves everything they do so that doesn't hurt in situations like this Um, but ECW gets one over three and a half stars to me Jenny on this brawl
2: I did three and three quarter stars (laughs) it was just there was something cool to see like at every second like all these guys are really good Um, even Sandman Sandman is the The mess in this whole mess. (laughs) Okay. He tried, RVD tries to like run the ropes with him, like fling him into the ropes. Sandman ain't, no, you might as well waste your, just save your time there, RVD, because he's not running those ropes. It's Sandman. Um, But I really love this, all the wildness, um, Taz being way out of his element. Um, I think that's why he tried to want to get the tag. Like, it's just like his little way of like, Trying to bring some sort of order to this chaos, maybe, um, even though it's futile. Like, why would you even try to do that? Um, he has just—he has this weird mindset when it comes to wrestling. Sometimes um, with Taz, I don't—I don't know. He's wishy-washy on his stuff, and his decisions don't make sense to me sometimes. Um. All that being said, I really loved this. I love the commentary. Joey going nuts, calling Brockus a hired monster. Um, Beulah took a Sabu clothesline that took her fucking head off. Um, She might be the MVP in this match. Uh, And then I loved Al Snow getting the pin. So it was just a a notch above like a a crazy wild brawl. Brawl just because all the blending of the storylines and how how much the crowd loved it so i, I don't know i bumped it up a little bit now
1: yeah i'm with jenny i went three and three quarters on this too i I thought this was a super fun main event just it felt reminiscent to some of those tags we saw in 96 with like raven and crew where it's Mm -hmm. just all these storylines melding together and it's just complete and utter chaos for the entire 15 20 minute match i thought i thought it was really well done and i thought honestly this was a better one not necessarily better but it was one of the better one of those i just think this was really well done non-stop action complete and utter chaos Everybody got some shine. Uh Sandman got his shit pushed in for most of this match. Uh at one point uh they pulled what I think is the uh, the thinnest table ever made. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it looked like plywood, like just a sheet of plywood, maybe maybe it wasn't a table. And then Sandman just puts him through it. So I, I just think all the moves were really well done. Uh Snow just keeps on winning. Uh it seems like they have massive plans for him. So uh-huh. we'll we'll see where that goes. And I, I kinda like that they uh, the roll-up finish because it keeps Furnace strong, and it, so I'm guessing this is going to continue. So I hate it, and I don't, and I don't hate it. It's weird because it, they were able to keep the losers strong in the match, right. but still give Snow the win. So it, it feels like the rocket is strapped to Snow, like you said. So yeah, just a, a great main event. The crowd was red hot. So uh, yeah, three and three quarters for and me. As long
0: as they protect RVD and Sabu, it's like who gives right. a shit about Furnace and the Fawn at this right. point. So it's like whatever. Yeah. I do.
2: And Did he really crazy glue someone. his mouth together?
1: Uh, yeah, I believe it. Uh, probably, yeah. yeah I <laughs> believe it. Almost thing, yeah. certainly.
2: <laughs> I was trying to see if his mouth was open at any point in this
1: thing. I don't think it's fake, whatever they're doing.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> um, all right. Heyman narrates highlights of November to remember 97 set to November rain. Joey hypes up the home video release of the show and why it was so important for ECW and then plugs Living Dangerously one more time. He thanks the fans, and then we see Snow and Head celebrating in the crowd. Let's get to our awards here. Uh, best match, obviously, I think we're all in agreement. The main event.
2: Mm-hmm. All
0: right. Uh Worst match, Brockus and uh, Paul Diamond. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, best moment, I went Sasuke's space flying tiger drop. Looked awesome in that opening sequence Indeed. eclipse clips that he smashes yep. the tiger mask.
2: Hmm. I'm gonna go with the new Jack dive.
1: Yeah, that was good too. Yeah, that was good too. But I gotta go Sasuke there.
0: All right, most nineties, I gave it to Nicole Bass. Obviously. Yep. Yep. Nicole Bass. Uh, Stock Rising, Sasuke. The Smurfs. Sasuke, <laughs> Dubs, and Al Snow.
2: hmm Yeah, yep. Francine in that red dress
0: Das Schlumpfe I believe that's the Smurfs in German's title I'm sorry what Das (laughs) Schlumpfe
2: You sound like me talking to Italian
0: (laughs) Das Schlumpfe I don't think you can say that that. Stock falling uh, Poor Pablo Martez and Paul Diamond All the Pauls Yeah uh, final grade, I like this episode, 7.5 out of 10 Queens always brings a vibe mm-hmm. uh, Brings an awesome crowd We had the Sasuke stuff, that main event was great I liked the Baraka showdown I thought that was pretty good um, so This is a really a, a pretty hopping episode Also the announcement Living Dangerously so.
1: mm-hmm. I, uh, I went 7 on it for, Good episode for sure
2: I, I did the 7 as well It just It felt a lot more because The Japanese episode I like seeing that Um, but it's not my ECW, like this is, Mm -mm. so it's just way more what I want to see. So I did seven.
0: All right. Let's get to our last episode of the night. That is January 17th, 1998. We start off with Al Snow taking on roadkill, a big dude here. Mm -hmm. Uh, we open in the ring in the ECW arena. Joey says the head stuff is absurd, but the whole crowd has foam heads bouncing and an awesome visual. There's brilliant stuff. I mean, I don't know how they think of this shit, but it's I had so questions
2: good. about the logistics of all the heads. Mm-hmm. In there. Lots of questions.
0: Uh there's a head in the ECW, in an ECW hat in the nest, which is cool. <laughs> um, it's such a brilliant thing. Like it creates like a, a rave, like with yes. all the heads popping yep. and I think they just handed him out the door. Um, Probably, did they play
1: yeah. German Smurf music at the ring? <laughs> <Definitely. Yep. laughs> <laughs> the
0: um, when I went to a Raw '98, when Snow had just come back in late '98, um, in Dodo, yeah, they passed out the heads before his match. Mm-hmm. But we actually, Adam got one. He was pumped. Um, nice. So I'm guessing in ECW they either did it before the Snow match or they did it as people were walking in, maybe. But. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I i hope these people kept these i mean i wish somebody would like tweet one like i got this at the i end think
0: adam it. definitely has his still but cool yeah. uh all right snow and head stock out uh there's quite a crew in the ring as paul diamond's got a neck brace on he's got crutches he's grousing with chastity uh the big man on the ropes watching we'll find out It's called roadkill the head chants are intense as roadkill sneaks back in the ring joey says he's substituting for the injured diamond roadkill attacks at the bell hits a backdrop throws some strikes roadkill slams snow across the head but he can't get there joey knows a roadkill from baton rouge as he keeps unloading and hits the sidewalk slam for one roadkill stomps away as joey asks who would win a game of chess chastity or head Snow gets a tiger bomb buries a spear and slugs and chokes away at the roadkill diamond goes up but snow moves and he splashes onto roadkill snow hits a snow plow on diamond madam chastity comes in snow grabs her roadkill charges snow moves he nails chastity snow grabs head and smashes roadkill with it and then grabs chastity hits her with a snow plow as well snow goes up top with head he drives it into roadkill's nuts punches him in the head with head puts head on top and covers for the win <laughs> a, a fun match i guess roadkill's got some potential we'll see diamond and chastity are good as skis bag managers in ecw tradition all the way back to damien Kane. uh snow is on fire Damian. just mega over here building something special for sure two and a half for me jenny Lady Alexandra <laughs> Cassidy is quite the line. <laughs> Damien Kane all the way down. That Venn diagram.
2: I can't put Damian Kane in that situation.
0: It's like the Belichick tree of coaching. The the Damian Kane. <laughs> Good tree of
1: managing. Good God.
2: I love this. I did two and a half as well. I mean it's like a squash. Like it's not really that much of a match, but yeah chastity god dang she got her ass handed to her Mm -hmm. that snowplow was sick Mm -hmm. and uh the crowd take her top off chanting i'm like nobody wants to see that y'all like not even y'all want to see that I promise. (laughs) in in the arena but i don't know what a weird strange gimmick to get over and for it to be this great for no reason like i don't i will it's just wrestling. Look, this is just how it works. I don't know. It's great, and I can't explain why. It's two and a half stars, Matt.
1: Uh, I went two and a half too. It is something. It, it there's like a, there's there's gonna be like a case study out there on this Al Snow push because it's fucking insane how it's it just crazy. It, they do this gimmick change overnight and just yeah. like that he's red hot and he's off to the fucking moon it, it's wild like uh-huh. it, it's crazy uh and he hasn't done anything different in the ring i mean no he's wrestling
0: the same. <laughs> he's thing still
2: about. good he's still it's good just right. same thing it's just, right.
0: he's got this mannequin head i'm sure there's more crazy. stuff and as rocco has um you know shown us some clips and that and i've talked about like there's more that we're not seeing and like shit hyping for local shows and everything else i don't know if we're missing some head right. stuff as well in there <laughs> or i guess there's other live shows um, it, or, Arena stuff maybe they're not showing on TV that they've been doing this, but it definitely caught on fast. I mean, it, we're less than two months from when it debuted. So. Right. Missing, and, and there's no way it's
2: not just like a sex joke. Like, oh,
1: yeah. oh that's totally what it is.
2: Uh, it's not only that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it was a fine. It was a, a good showcase for uh, Al Snow. It wasn't really anything more than that. Uh, Roadkill and his gaggle of suck looked pretty good. So I'll give him that. But I mean, it was it was just a showcase for Al Snow and the crowd mm-hmm. was red hot for it. So two and a half. Agree. All right.
0: Let's roll along. We got our opening animation. Joey's in the nest. He lays out the night ahead. We get our next match, which is Chris mm. Candido taking on Jerry Lynn with some banger potential. Hell Candido yeah. solo mm-hmm. tonight. Lynn's climbing the ladder. A rematch from September. As well as, if you remember, they tussled it in November. Remember in the tag match? We start with a lockup. Candido's complaining of a hair pull. We get a quick flurry of trade-off and some offense from Lynn to send Candido bailing. We reset. Lynn kicks low on a leapfrog. hits a Rana into a headlock. It's a great pace to start off. Candido punches his way into control, but Lynn comes firing back. Candido gets a swinging neckbreaker, goes to the middle rope, hits a leg drop for two. Candido chops away, mocks Rick Flair, but that allows Lynn to hit a missile dropkick. Candido counters into a Rana to a powerbomb for two. Candido hits a delayed vertical suplex for two, cuts off a comeback with a clothesline. Lynn ducks a clothesline, gets a flying head scissors. And uh, backdrop as he's heating up, Lynn gets a pair of drop kicks. He lays in some chops, but Candido flies into the off the apron and knocks him down into the railing. Uh, Joey talks about Candido's rehab bicep as he goes up top. Lynn drop kicks him to the floor, hits him with a baseball slide. Candido tumbles into the crowd. Lynn goes up top and flies into Candido with a high cross body. The crowd is rocking. Just a great looking spot. Back inside, I'm sorry, back at ringside. Candido shoots Lin into the railing. Lin backdrops him into the fans. He runs into a running senton off the apron, but he comes up short and careens hard into the railing, stomach first. Looks rough. Lin shoots Candido back to ringside, and the crowd is rallying him. Lin goes up top, but Candido's favoring his bicep counters and tries to superplex, but Lin shoves him off and hits a leg drop off the middle rope onto the bicep, and Candido is in pain. Lin hits, hooks a cross arm breaker, and Candido taps right away, uh, which is very... Very surprising, of course, Uh, there as a finish. Big win for Lin uh, in a banger. It looks like Candido's really fucked up, though. He's in pain. He's pointed to his arm. The trainers come in. They put a splint on. He gets an ovation as uh, he gets to his feet, shakes Lin's hand. Joey uh, says that Lin was a gentleman. He released the hold right away and is now checking on Candido. And, uh, I mean, it'll suck. If Candido's really hurt, it'll really blow um, because he's just been on fire. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, Lynn builds his resume, a great match with an awesome flow that the crowd just loved. So I went three and a half. You know, I hope Candida's okay, not a long term thing because he's been so locked in. Um, and a nice win for Lynn, Matt.
1: Yeah, uh, these guys have great chemistry with one another. I went three and a half like you. Just all the moves they're doing to one another, just it all looks so good and so crisp. It's just great to watch. Uh, Candido's selling was amazing. The head scissors was great. Uh, The the dive into the, I say into the crowd, but more like into the railing that Jerry Lynn did. Uh, Who needs those pesky ribs? You don't need those or anything like that. Uh, I, I thought the finish was interesting. I mean, I, I'm guessing the injury was, I mean, if the injury was real, it makes sense to get out of there, but even if it was a worked injury, I think it was a pretty interesting finish and a, a unique finish. Uh, they fit Candido for that cast remarkably quick post match. <laughs> yes. That was, they're better than the fucking doctors in Boston, in the ECW arena. Who knew? My God. But, um, yeah, I thought these guys went all out in this one. The crowd was red hot for it. And I, a little thing I noticed too, it, it's a little thing, but I always like that, even though Candido is a part of the triple threat, I feel like more often than not he shows respect for his opponent post match where he's always shaking his hands. So I, I think that's kind of interesting. And that's an inter- like he he's part of the triple threat, he's part of this heel faction. He's a heel at heart, but he still shows respect if someone uh-huh. gets a good match out of him. So I think that's a nice touch. But yeah, this was this was a ton of fun. So three and a half for me, Jenny.
2: I love that about Candido too because it goes against everything else that he typically does but Mm -hmm. I always have a soft spot for when people do that and he does that a a lot more than most people do I don't know I I went a little lower than this on you guys and at at the time I don't know why I did three and a quarter but I think I'm going to bump it to three and a half Um, I think that I didn't love the finish but it is very Jerry Lynn. Um, so, <laughs> well, I think
0: I think Candido is really hurt. I, I mean, I think yes. I'm yes. guessing Lynn wasn't going to tap him clean, so I'm He's guessing right. he, Candido just couldn't continue, and they went. He just told him to tap him out fast because the way it goes and you how quickly the check and Candido didn't feel, didn't feel planned.
2: Right, and mm-hmm. and Jerry Lynn, like, hanging around, checking on him post-match, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, is also very Jerry Lynn. Um, he busted it on that guardrail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, was, that was so, oh my God. But they're just so both good. They're just good. I just, mm-hmm. Jerry Lynn I love, and Candido has really grown on me. So this was a hell of a match.
0: Agreed. Agreed. All right, Joey walks us to a replay of the end of the last match. He says Candido was smart to tap out. He saved his career. Lynn was a professional for releasing, unlike Justin Credible. So this is what made me think maybe it wasn't I don't know. Because they, they yeah, weave it the so yeah. they weave it right into credible not doing this mm-hmm. um with Mikey. So who
1: knows? You never know with them. <laughs> yeah.
0: we we'll Or some they're just really good at using things and with all the post production they have time to figure it out. So maybe it was real and they right. just had weeks to say, Okay, hey, let's let's weave this in. So
1: mm-hmm. I
2: love that y'all are just as confused as I am because it makes me feel very dumb. <laughs> we'll well, I love I mean I'm always thing
1: confused, thing. so you know. well, that's true. But. Yeah. Joey talks
0: about Sasuke and Incredibles Feud, he plugs Living Dangerously ninety eight. We had a clip of Joel Gertner doing a shtick
1: in the ring and he makes a sunny poor Sunny Bono joke. <laughs> No good. What,
2: what's the joke that he says, Matt?
1: Uh, He said he's harder than the tree that hits Sonny Bono. My God. <laughs> the man is barely cold in the ground. Didn't he die in like 97? Good yeah, the
0: tree
2: was, didn't yeah, hit was, Sonny Bono. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: did, it did in Joel Gertner's. Oh, yeah. Jo- <laughs> <laughs> All right. We get a Quick clip of Hamada taken on Aniwa, and Joey talks about having the Michinoko Pro stars back on the scene. Joey gets a note, and he says Chris Candido has a partially torn left bicep; it's not completely torn, and that he was smart because he did not tap Linden not apply the uh, because he did tap Lyndon and apply pressure, did just enough to win. And again, Rips credible for hurting Mikey. We then revisit that angle for Buffalo. Joey says Mikey had knee surgery, and he hopes to be back by the May third pay per view, which will be the one after Living Dangerously. He will miss Living Dangerously though, due to the injury. We then get our next match, which is joined in progress as Tommy Dreamer and Rotten Balls, Axel Rotten and Balls Mahoney, take on our favorites here on the Exchange Theory Dance. Big knife, yeah. Axis powers. (laughs) It'll, it'll, enjoy. Where's the Italian smurfs?
1: Italian (laughs)
0: word of the day week, whatever episode. Bafango chooch.
1: Oh boy.
2: Say it again.
0: Bafangu, chooch. Bafangu chooch. Bafangu chooch. It means fuck yourself, jackass.
2: Nice. Chooch. Wow. Is that jackass?
0: I guess. Slub. Okay. Yeah, he's
1: called me a chooch before. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're uh, definitely a fucking chooch.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you are. Portuguese Oh, wow. Yeah. That
2: was very um aggressive.
0: Yeah. All right. How about this? You really want to mix it up? Mm-hmm. want to get a little crazy? All right. <laughs> when you hear those little blue critters in german it means it's time for the german word of the week yes the word is uh-huh. schlumpe
2: schlumpe isn't that that daddy
0: Yankee song
1: <laughs> schlumpe da 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 yes <Yeah. laughs>
2: It means Smurfs, don't it? It means
1: bitch. Oh, <laughs> schlumpa,
0: yeah. Schlumpa. <laughs> a Anyway, the FBI here to take on rotten balls and Tommy Dreamer. We join in progress. Rich working over Axel misses a fist drop. Balls tags in, cleans house on all the Pisans. Jeff Jones comes in. Dreamer knocks him down. They get a triple roll up near fall. On the FBI, Guido eats two chair shots and a Tommy DDT. Jeff Jones stops the count. Beulah kicks Jones in the balls. Jim Molyneux DDTs Jeff Jones and covers his Beulah counts. Whatever. What? Tommy, she counts Opa- Tommy's a? fall as well. It's highlights of a clusterfuck. I don't know. It's it's a it's not a match, it's a segment. It was one of those matches.
2: <laughs> Why is Molano DDTing people?
0: I don't know. I'm really not into the... I'm really not into the uh, no. ref stuff with this.
2: No. I mean, it looks pretty good. But... Yeah. And and Beulah hugged him after?
1: <laughs> I don't know. The Athletic Commission is going to have to have a meeting about this. Yeah. None the, of it makes sense.
2: These refs are out of control.
1: None
0: of it makes sense. I don't... I, I like... I talked about like the Damian Kane, uh, Paul Diamond, and Fonzie, but I, like, I just cannot get into Jeff Jones. Like, it's like we, and Lance Wright, we have him going around. Like, they so obsessed with the, like, weak ass, chicken shit authority figure slash whatever. Mm. I don't know. It drives me nuts, this guy. All right. We get our big rematch as the great Sasuke takes on Justin Credible. It's been built very well some uh, good hype since Credible's big upset in Queens. Credible has Jason and Bass with them. They canoodle as <laughs> re- Credible revs up. They do Sosky what now? The, the canoodle. Sasuke's uh-huh. up to a little buzz, and Jason introduces Bass. She poses. They make out. Jason has her leave, though, as we get settled in. Sasuke strikes first with a drop kick. He Superman punches Credible off the apron to the railing. He flies into it with a massive somersault plancha. Just a great start. The crowd is rocking. After a break, Sasuke has a single leg crab. He's wrenching on it. Sasuke switches to a cross-arm breaker. He goes into a abdominal stretch, grinding Credible down. Credible tries to fight back, but he eats a spin kick that knocks him to the floor. Credible trips Sasuke. He gets up, and he still ends up nailing Credible with the space-flying tiger drop. Bangs his own head on the apron on the way down. Sasuke slowly gets in the ring and resets as Jason trips him. This time he misses a pescato Bangs his knees on the floor. Yes. Credible pounces. He rips Sasuke's pants up. He exposes his knee. And it has a big leg brace on. Credible batters on it. Using the post and a chair to damage it. Credible keeps kicking away. Slams down on it aggressively. Well set up for the Mikey match as Credible is just a knee wrecker. Sasuke gets it inside cradle for two. But Credible keeps pounding on Sasuke. Until he dodges a dive, Sasuke gets a one-legged drop kick, but he's really hurting. He misses a moonsault 450 and slams hard on the knee again. Sasuke bangs him with That's incredible and picks up the win. So again, Credible beats great Sasuke. They beat on him with a chair. Credible tries to rip the mask off, but Gran Hamada makes a save. Credible hits that's incredible on Hamada as well, but i come to the locker room to make a save. And this is just a statement for Credible. It's a super strong win clean over sasuke a lot of big bombs and spots the leg work was aggressive wipes out hamada as well uh it's super hot Incredible mega push is engaged and he's on fire jenny i went three and a half this surprised me i, I really liked it
2: okay well what did you think of the nicole bass stuff because they were full-on making out
0: yeah no the presenter was is... Jason's lover. <laughs> so, Why does he? She's a sloop.
1: She's a lover. <laughs> he's.
2: Now look, they seem <laughs> to have some pretty. I got you. <laughs> they seem to have some pretty legit sexual chemistry. I'm yeah, not going to lie. Maybe are Like no. I was looking away, like, because it was intimate. Anyway, I I like it, and but why does he always send her back to the back? Why can't he, why can't she be ringside? It's always weird. It's well, an
1: impossible question.
0: Uh, well, I think it may be possible to answer in saying that she just doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. Oh, there and they probably like, just kind of
1: all right. Well, we'll he he's Jason. Yeah,
0: but she really could screw something up. So maybe they think like small, like Brockus, like small bites. Right now, as, as they bring right. her in, keeps Bas- her looking Bas- strong and protective.
1: Bas- they can call her. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, the knee spot on the floor for Sasuke was rough. And then his knee just continued to get destroyed for the rest yeah. of the match. All the, the knee work was really good. And, I, I yeah, I mean, it. I buy it based on the, the Mikey stuff. And what I've seen Credible do, he's very good. Uh, I really enjoy him in the ring. He's brutal. He's mean. Um, But he's a heel that there's not much for me to like. I, I love heels for the most part, but there's not much else for me to like. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't talk much. I don't hear him. You know, Jason's talking for him a lot of the time. So, I still have like a weird spot where Credible is. Like, I don't know. I I, I don't know where I'm well, at.
0: Well, I now. mean, he's coming off a run where he wasn't anything, right? I mean, so like, it's right. it's gonna take a really hard, heavy build and be all in. And I think that's maybe the gimmick is that he looks like a punk ass. He looks like kind of a bitch, but he's actually pretty out of his freaking mind and like effective and. He's kind of a madman, and he's got this deviant running along with side with him, and they're just like two assholes that'll do whatever, you know?
2: Yeah. I mean, I get all that. I just, I don't know. There's some sort of hesitation on my part with him, but yeah. um, he, I mean, I felt like this match had a weird vibe to it. Like, I, I really don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I know I just keep babbling, but I, I'm trying to get on it while I'm talking it and thinking it through, but I, I still can't put my finger on what I didn't particularly – there was something. There was something off about it. What do you think, Matt?
1: I mean, I I went three and a quarter on it. I, I thought it was a, a good match. Uh, credible wearing a Got Blood shirt. Uh, where can I get one of those? I, I, I'd wear one of those right now. Uh, Sasuke had a, a couple of sick dives. He hit the Space Flying Tiger drop again, which always looked great. And when he uh-huh. did that, he whacked his head on the apron oh, as he went brutal, to the floor. Yeah. That was sick. Uh, the leg work I thought was really well done Just like Credible did with the in the Mikey match I thought it was well done I like that Sasuke had the brace on too So it showed his leg was already fucked up going into the match So it was basically like a bullseye for Credible So I, I thought that was uh really well done The leg work I think was the big thing for me And it's it's smart on Credible to go after the leg Because that's Sasuke's thing Is that he's going to fly around the ring He's going to dive yeah. around the ring So it's yeah. good psychology on his part uh, Another massive win for Credible He just keeps winning I mean we're not quite at the Al Snow push with him, but it, he feels like the heel version of Al Snow, basically. It, it, the rise has been very similar, where all of a sudden he's like one of the top heels in the company. So another thing, it's kind of crazy to see just how fast he's uh, gone to the top. So uh, yeah, a, a good match here. I went three and a quarter.
0: Cowboy Joe Man kennt mich im Cowboy Joe yippie Oh, I don't like this <laughs> I like how Joe becomes Cowboy <laughs> Joe <laughs> man <laughs> <laughs> man I love this song Cowboy Joe Man kennt mich Saloon Cowboy Joe yippie
2: yippee
1: yeah I'm not getting that out of your head the rest of the night. I've never been more upset <laughs> that because that's going to be stuck in my head now.
0: Post-match uh, push awards. Best match. I went Lynn and Candido. Yep.
2: Yeah, I think that's where I landed, too. All
0: right. Worst match was Snow and Roadkill. hmm Best moment, I went Snow's Entrance, which is just... It's really the first time we get to see the yeah. full Headbangers ball, and it was, like,
2: pretty awesome. That was awesome.
0: Yep.
1: Uh, most 90s, I went with the Sunny Bono tree joke. <laughs> yep. Yep, that, and there was also a guy wearing a uh, Eric Lindros Flyers jersey, so (laughs) I had to mention that.
0: Uh, Stock rising. I went Snow, Lynn, Sasuke. Credible. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Stock falling. Uh, Paul Diamond, Chastity, Jeff (laughs) Jones, and Chris Candido's bicep. (laughs) I don't
1: think it fell off. (laughs) In my ass. Half did. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> um yeah that sounds right all
0: right i went seven and a half on this episode as well i mean we had two really great matches the snow stuff was really good um you know some angle stuff like it's a really yeah. hopping episode it's the queen i think it's the queens yeah although we're
1: back in ecw for this one though i know mean, uh, back in philly yeah, right? This yeah is an- this is yeah. philly yep.
0: yeah just
1: another great episode Yeah, I did the seven and a half on this one, too. I thought this was the best of the bunch we've watched so far. Yeah,
2: I did, too. I did seven and a half.
1: All right. All right, we'll be
0: back in two weeks. Three more episodes of TV going to take us into February, and we'll keep cruising along toward our next pay-per-view, which is going to come fast, March 1st, Mm -hmm. Living Dangerously. Uh, In between, though, we may have a little special treat for you. Video-only special uh, dropping between our next two episodes, covering a little... Uh, treat that happens during this time period so be sure to keep an eye on our youtube channel you can subscribe there just go to north cell connection on youtube pound that subscribe button you get all of our video content Northcellconnection.com has all of our podcast content both audio and visual so be sure to check that out subscribe there and on all podcatcher apps follow us on social media facebook twitter instagram and tiktok as well so for jenny and matt and cowboy joe i'll talk to you soon stay extreme I'm the schlumpy cowboy Joe. Man, kennt mich im in schlumpy saloon. I'm the cowboy Joe. yippee am the cowboy Joe. Man,
1: he knows me in schlumpy saloon. I'm the cowboy Joe. Yippee-ai-ay and yippee am cowboy Joe. I'm cowboy Joe.